Welcome to Bedtime Stories. I'm Lori Mack. Tonight, we are enjoying the Beatrix Potter Collection, books 10, 11, and 12. And included in this are the story of Miss Moppet, the tale of Tom Kitten, and the tale of Jemima Puddle Duck. The Story of Miss Moppet This is a pussy called Miss Moppet. She thinks she has heard a mouse. This is the mouse peeping out behind the cupboard and making fun of Miss Moppet. He is not afraid of a kitten. This is Miss Moppet jumping just too late. She misses the mouse and hits her own head. She thinks it is a very hard cupboard. The mouse watches Miss Moppet from the top of the cupboard. Miss Moppet ties up her head in a duster and sits before the fire. The mouse thinks she is looking very ill, and he comes sliding down the bell pole. Miss Moppet looks worse and worse, and the mouse comes a little nearer. Miss Moppet holds her poor head in her paws and looks at him through a hole in the duster. The mouse comes very close. And then, all of a sudden, (gasps) Miss Moppet jumps upon the mouse. And because the mouse has teased Miss Moppet, Miss Moppet thinks that she will tease the mouse, which is not at all nice of Miss Moppet. She ties him up in the duster, and tosses it about like a ball. But she forgot about that hole in the duster, and when she unties it, there's no mouse. He has wriggled out and run away, and he's dancing a little jig on top of the cupboard. The End The Tale of Tom Kitten Once upon a time, there were three little kittens, and their names were Mittens, Tom Kitten, and Moppet. They had dear little fur coats of their own, and they tumbled about the doorstep and played in the dust. But one day their mother, Mrs. Tabitha Twitchit, expected friends to tea, so she fetched the kittens indoors to wash and dress them before the fine company arrived. First, she scrubbed their faces. Moppet went first. Then, she brushed their fur. Next, it was mittens. Then, she combed their tails and their whiskers. The last one was Mr. Tom Kitten. Tom was very naughty, and he scratched. Mrs. Tabitha dressed Moppet and Mittens in clean pinafores and tuckers, and then she took all sorts of elegant, uncomfortable clothes out of a chest of drawers in order to dress up her son, Thomas. Tom Kitten was very fat, and he had grown, and several buttons burst off, and his mother then sewed them on again. When the three kittens were ready, Mrs. Tabitha unwisely turned them out into the garden to be out of the way while she made hot buttered toast. Now keep your frocks clean, children. You must walk on your hind legs. 
keep away from the dirty ash pit, and from Sally Hennypenny, and from the pigsty, and the puddle ducks. Moppet and Mittens walked down the garden path unsteadily. Presently they trod upon their pinafores and fell on their noses. When they stood up, there were several green smears. Let us climb up the rockery and sit on the garden wall, said Moppet. They turned their pinafores back to the front and went up with a skip and a jump. Moppet's white tucker fell down into the road. Tom Kitten was quite unable to jump when walking upon his hind legs and trousers, and he came up the rockery by degrees, breaking the ferns and shedding buttons right and left. He was all in pieces when he reached the top of the wall. Moppet and Mittens tried to pull him together. His hat fell off, and then the rest of his buttons burst. While they were in difficulties, there was a pit-pat-paddle-pat, and the three puddle ducks came along the hard high road, marching one behind the other and doing the goose step. Pit-pat-paddle-pat, pit-pat-waddle-pat. They stopped and stood in a row and stared up at the kittens. They had very small eyes, and they looked surprised. Then the two duck birds, Rebecca and Jemima Puddle Duck, picked up the hat and tucker and put them on. Mittens laughed so hard she fell off the wall. Moppet and Tom descended after her. The pinafores and all the rest of Tom's clothes came off on the way down. Come, Mr. Drake Puddle Duck, said Moppet. Come and help us to dress him. Come and button up Tom. Mr. Drake Puddle Duck advanced in a slow sideways manner and picked up the various articles. But he put them on himself. They fitted him even worse than Tom Kitten. Oh, it's a very fine morning, said Mr. Drake Puddle Duck. And he and Jemima and Rebecca Puddle Duck set off up the road, keeping step. Pit, pat, paddle, pat, pit, pat, waddle, pat. Then Tabitha Twitchit came down the garden and found her kittens on the wall with no clothes on. She pulled them off the wall, smacked them, and took them back to the house. My friends will arrive in a minute and you are not fit to be seen. I am affronted, said Mrs. Tabitha Twitchit. She sent them upstairs, and I am sorry to say she told her friends that they were in bed with the measles, which was not true. Quite the contrary, they were not in bed at all, not in the least. Somehow, there were very extraordinary noises overhead, which disturbed the dignity and repose of the tea party. And I think that someday I shall have to make another larger book to tell you more about Tom Kitten. As for the puddle ducks, they went into a pond and the clothes all came off directly because there were no buttons. And Mr. Drake Puddle Duck and Jemima and Rebecca have been looking for them ever since. The End The Tale of Jemima Puddle Duck What a funny sight it is to see a brood of ducklings with a hen! 
listen to the story of Jemima Puddle Duck, who was annoyed because the farmer's wife would not let her hatch her own eggs. Her sister-in-law, Mrs. Rebecca Puddle Duck, was perfectly willing to leave the hatching to someone else. I have not the patience to sit on a nest for 28 days, and no more have you, Jemima. You would let them go cold. You know you would. Oh, I wish to hatch my own eggs. I will hatch them all by myself, quacked Jemima Puddle Duck. She tried to hide her eggs, but they were always found and carried off. Jemima Puddle Duck became quite desperate. She determined to make a nest right away from the farm. She set off on a fine spring afternoon along the cart road that leads over the hill. She was wearing a shawl and a poke bonnet. When she reached the top of the hill, she saw a wood in the distance, and she thought that it looked like a safe and quiet spot. Jemima Puddle Duck was not much in the habit of flying. She ran downhill a few yards, flapping her shawl, and then she jumped off into the air. She flew beautifully when she had a good start. She skimmed along over the treetops until she saw an open place in the middle of the wood where the trees and the brushwood had been cleared. Jemima alighted rather heavily and began to waddle about in search of a convenient dry nesting place. She rather fancied a tree stump amongst some tall foxgloves. But, seated upon the stump, she was startled to find an elegantly dressed gentleman reading a newspaper. He had black prick ears and sandy-colored whiskers. Quack, said Jemima Puddle Duck with her head and her bonnet on one side. Quack! The gentleman raised his eyes above his newspaper and looked curiously at Jemima. Madam, have you lost your way? said he. He had a long bushy tail which he was sitting upon as the stump was somewhat damp. Jemima thought him mighty civil and handsome. She explained that she had not lost her way, but that she was trying to find a convenient dry nesting place. Ah, is that so indeed, said the gentleman with sandy whiskers, looking curiously at Jemima. He folded up the newspaper and put it in his coat-tail pocket. Jemima complained of the superfluous hen. Indeed, how interesting. I wish I could meet with that fowl. I would teach it to mind its own business. But as to a nest, oh, there is no difficulty. I have a sack full of feathers in my woodshed. Oh, no, my dear madam, you will be in nobody's way. You, you may sit there as long as you like, said the bushy, long-tailed gentleman. He led the way to a very retired, dismal-looking house, amongst the foxgloves. It was built of faggots and turf, and there were two broken pails, one on top of another, by way of a chimney. This is my summer residence. You would not find my earth, my, my winter house, so convenient, said the hospitable gentleman. There was a tumble-down shed at the back of the house made of old soap boxes. The gentleman opened the door and showed Jemima in. The shed was almost quite full of feathers. It was almost suffocating, but it was comfortable and very soft. 
Jemima Puddleduck was rather surprised to find such a vast quantity of feathers, but it was very comfortable and she made a nest without any trouble at all. When she came out, the sandy-whiskered gentleman was sitting on a log reading the newspaper. At least he had it spread out, but he was looking over the top of it. He was so polite that he seemed almost sorry to let Jemima go home for the night. He promised to take great care of her nest until she came back again the next day. He said he loved eggs and ducklings, and he should be proud to see a fine nestful in his woodshed. Jemima Puddleduck came every afternoon. She laid nine eggs in the nest, and they were greeny-white and very large. The foxy gentleman admired them intensely. He used to turn them over and count them when Jemima was not there. At last, Jemima told him that she intended to begin to sit next day, and I will bring a bag of corn with me so that I need never leave my nest until the eggs are hatched. They might catch cold, said the conscientious Jemima. Madam, I beg you not to trouble yourself with a bag. I will provide oats, but before you commence your tedious sitting, I intend to give you a treat. Let us have a dinner party all to ourselves. May I ask you to bring up some herbs from the farm garden to make a savory omelet? Sage and thyme and mint and two onions and some parsley. I will provide lard for the stuff. Uh, lard for the uh, omelet said the hospitable gentleman with sandy whiskers. Jemima Puddleduck was a simpleton. Not even the mention of sage and onions made her suspicious. She went round the farm garden, nibbling off snippets of all the different sorts of herbs that are used for stuffing roast duck. And she waddled into the kitchen and got two onions out of a basket. The collie dog, Kep, met her coming out, Hey, what are you doing with those onions? And where do you go every afternoon by yourself, Jemima Puddleduck? Jemima was rather in awe of the collie, and she told him the whole story. The collie listened with his wise head on one side, and he grinned when she described the polite gentleman with sandy whiskers. He asked several questions about the wood and about the exact position of the house and shed and then he went out and trotted down the village. He went to look for two foxhound puppies who were out at a walk with the butcher. Jemima Puddleduck went up the cart road for the last time on a sunny afternoon. She was rather burdened with bunches of herbs and two onions in a bag. She flew over the wood and alighted opposite the house of the bushy, long-tailed gentleman. He was sitting on a log, and he sniffed the air and kept glancing uneasily round the wood. When Jemima alighted, he quite jumped. Come into the house as soon as you have looked at your eggs. Give me the herbs for the omelet, and be sharp. He was rather abrupt. Jemima Puddleduck had never heard him speak like that, and she felt surprised and uncomfortable. While she was inside, she heard pattering feet around the back of the shed, and someone with a black nose sniffed at the bottom of the door and then locked it. Jemima became much alarmed. A moment afterwards, there were most awful noises, barking, baying, 
growls and howls, squealing and groans, and nothing more was ever seen of that foxy whiskered gentleman. Presently, Kep opened the door of the shed and let out Jemima Puddle Duck. Unfortunately, the puppies rushed in and gobbled up all the eggs before he could stop them. He had a bite on his ear and both the puppies were limping. Jemima Puddle Duck was escorted home in tears on the account of those eggs. She laid some more in June and she was permitted to keep them herself, but only four of them hatched. Jemima Puddle Duck said that it was because of her nerves, but she had always been a bad sitter. The end. That is all for tonight. Come back again for books 13 through 15. Good night.